y'all welcome to black and unbasic this is your girl tori with my uh host with the most q dizzle hey say hey q dizzle hey y'all hey and today we got a really good uh episode for you we're going to talk about what is a man um starting uh another uh dose of q (laughs) suave q what's going on everybody yeah go ahead tell them your handles friend okay um what's going on everybody i'm suave q uh, certified relationship coach, behavioral scientist. Uh, my handles on Instagram, you can find me at the QPill on TikTok, uh, the QPill official on Twitter, Q underscore pill, and on Facebook, uh, Jaquan Davis, and YouTube. You can also type in QPill and my podcast will pop up. Okay. So we're going to have to check that out. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So, like I said, we're talking about what is a man today. Uh, Q, can you tell us what is a man in definition terms? Uh, uh yes. De- oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Um, I gotta. Uh, I'm just gonna call her Dose. I'm gonna call her Dose. All right, Dose. Can you there, tell there me what go. a man is in definition terms? <laughs> there is no definition for what a man is. <laughs> According to Webster and everybody else, a man is simply a male um, human. Mm. <laughs> it's a male people's. That's yes. it. That's all, they, that's all they tell us. Yes. That and you gotta, uh, That you got a ping ping. <laughs> yes. And isn't that interesting? Because a lot of men are trying to live up to a, um, a definition that ain't even there. Um, so I'm just going to call it. So Q, what do you think a man is? Because you are a man. You had a man. <laughs> Well, I mean, those wasn't wrong in the terms of, of biology in the biological context, but I say that a man and in the context of when we say real man and we say, oh, that's a man and not a boy, I think it refers to, in my opinion, uh, someone who helps their community out, who does something to better their community or who contributes to society in any way that he sees fit and he possesses certain qualities that align with what we consider masculine. Mm. That's what's up. Um, what I think, I really don't have a definition of, of a man. You know, um, that would just go up to like, what was your upbringing? So uh, my upbringing was, um, I had a father figure in the household, and my dad he worked all the time. We barely saw him, um, but um, when he did, when he was home, his presence was very known. You know what I'm saying? So I just take um, the 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 upbringing that I had was a, my father. A, a man is a hard worker. Um, you know, he doesn't have much time to be a nurturer, which you know sometimes um, can uh, you know bring a little bit of you know sadness to a daughter or or a son. But um, Q, what was your upbringing um, when you were growing up? What was your definition of a father? Um, um, I didn't. Have oh, a- I'm, I'm sorry. Dose. <laughs> dose what was your definition of a father i don't have a definition of um what a man was back then from from upbringing um just because i didn't see often enough a male in a positive light however as an adult woman i consider a man that has reached a certain level of maturity in his life where he's actually able to um communicate effectively he's able to um switch roles and play the part that he needs to play no matter what situation he's in um and you know the the normal provider protector all of that is something that we see as masculine 
So all of the masculine abilities along with the maturity level to match. Mm, okay, I see you. All right. <laughs> you got a little. All right. Um, and our guest queue, what, uh, what was your upbringing like? Uh, my upbringing was my upbringing was pretty stable to say that um, my biological father wasn't in my life, but my mom, she is married currently. And my stepfather has been in my life since I was one year old. So he's been in my life. I'm 29 now. He's been in my life 29 years. He didn't really set the example of what a man is, but thankfully I had my mom's younger brother for that, who is currently a magisterial district judge. So, and my grandfather also, he's currently still married to my grandmother. They've been married 50 plus years. So he was the classic, he was, he was in a, the epitome of what I would say a man is. He he served in the armed forces 23 years. Then he served on the police force 23 years. He was a sergeant and lieutenant in both. He provides, he protects, <clears throat> he's logical, he's smart. He does everything that I believe he was who I looked up to. If there's anyone that I could uh, emulate, it would be him because he set the perfect example of what a man should be, although my father wasn't there. And Growing up, my upbringing was difficult because I always think about where I would be because at the end of the day, my uncle and my grandfather couldn't be there 100% of the time. I mean, mm. I seen them when I would visit or when they would visit me. And when it comes to being a man and succeeding in life and finding your purpose and achieving your achieving your objectives, men possess certain qualities that they teach their sons in order for their sons to be successful. So it's a handicap when you don't have that. So I was left to figure it out on my own. And of course, a mother's love is unique in its own way. But a mother's love doesn't prepare you for the brutal realities that life throws your way as a young male, especially as a young black male. So I had to figure out basically how to be competitive. I had to find mm -hmm. it in me. I had to use my pride and my competitive spirit, which drove me to become what I am now, come up with all these creative ideas and put them into motion and how to attract women and all of these things that I just had to learn because my father wasn't there to teach me. And I do, and I, I did enjoy the journey now that I've seen how I've turned out because the odds are stacked against me. I mean, let's face it, especially in the black community with the single mother, um, a single mother rate being 75% and 80% of men in jail coming from single mother households my odds were either end up in jail or six feet under. And so the fact that I turned out the way that I did and went to college and was a collegiate athlete and graduated. And now I'm, I have my own business and I'm, even though I just started and I, but I'm on an upward trajectory, you know? So it's, it's nice to see that I beat the odds. I defied the odds considering the circumstances. That's amazing. Yeah, hand clap praise. Hand clap yes, praise. yes. I'm about to put a hand clap. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, he, yeah, he gave me. <laughs> you don't even know what to say. You don't even know what to say. Yeah, like, um. So, so I have okay. a question for you. Oh, okay, go ahead, Q. <laughs> um, so we live in a society today where there are a lot of single mothers. That's one of the things that you actually just touched on was the single mother rate, and um. Give us those stats one more time. Um, in the black community, 75% of mothers are single, with meaning unwed, unmarried. Bam. And, okay. 
So he he gave y'all the definition. Don't y'all come in here and be like, my baby daddy live with me. We don't care about that, okay? Um, <laughs> so with that being said, um, a lot of times we run into situations where we see mothers who are who don't have any type of male role model in the home or um, father figures around their children, and we see them raising their sons as their husbands. How do you feel about that? Oh, it's it's detrimental. It's detrimental because it teaches him how to be a mama's boy. And if he's a mama's boy, then he can't become a husband or a father to anyone else. His mom is his main priority. And it, it psychologically, it causes psychological malfunction in a male because it's not the healthy way that a male should see his mother. It's mm -hmm. not the, that's not a healthy way that his mother should see her son. And as I said, it's a social handicap, especially when he's trying to form romantic relationships, because then it comes down to he has to his mother has to compete with the woman that he has developed a romantic relationship with. And oftentimes that cripples that relationship. We hear about women saying he's still a mama's boy or his mom, his number one priority. I always think about think like a man when Terrence, uh, what's his name? Terrence J had mm -hmm. his mother still in his life mm -hmm. and Regina and Regina Hall was like, he already has a woman in his life, his mother. And Taraji was like, ill. That's that that could that depicts exactly what it's like. A man has to detach from his mother and be able to go out and start his own family. And if a mother, when he's a mama's boy, his mother continues to baby him throughout all aspects of his life. Another example would be from um what's the movie? Jumping the broom with um, yes, I love that and movie. Liza Alonso, <laughs> yes, and how she and how protective she was of him, and didn't think that Paula Patton was good enough for him, and she just kept coming between them to the point where it drove Paula away. Mm -hmm. Right, most definitely. Um, quick question: Have you have you been checking on like current events about the Jim Jones situation with his mom with uh nasty? I we call it nasty Nancy over uh <laughs> over here, but have you been checking on that situation? Do you even know that situation? Because I'll elaborate. I heard that his mom to, uh, taught him how to tongue kiss. That's as far as I heard. Yes, and yeah. also how to please a lady. Yeah, that's extreme. That's inappropriate. And and that's that's what I mean when I say that's detrimental because mm -hmm. that's not a mother's job. I mean, just think about it. If that was a father, a father is not going to teach his son how to kiss by kissing him. No, and he's not going to teach. And he's not going to teach his son how to please a woman by pleasing his son and saying he, he he just tells you what you know what to look for and how to go about it but he doesn't demonstrate it on you yeah. when i heard that i couldn't even i couldn't even process it because i'm like i didn't even know this was a thing like imagine tongue kissing it, your mom it's and not being thing. proud of that <laughs> it's not a thing yeah that's that's disgusting yeah yeah, I was I when I think of when I think of um a, a man talking to his son about having sex, it's it, I I kind of like go back to like Fresh Prince of Bel Air or like you know like the where they like the the only thing they help you demonstrate is maybe put you know bring a banana and a condo you know like that's what I think mm -hmm. of like but they be like go ahead you know just don't bring nothing home son and you know wrap it up you know right <laughs> but I've never Harvey and Nick Cannon and love don't cost the thing oh there okay. you go that's we where I got the that, that's where I got the banana from yeah that's where I, exactly where I got the banana from <laughs> I honestly feel like that's why men are so important in the home because there. Are things that we just like you said we cannot teach men boys how to be men it's we can't Most do definitely. it and for me I struggle with that as a married woman where I felt like at one point I felt like my husband wasn't doing enough and maybe he wasn't 
But in my head, I felt like I needed to do more, like to make sure that my sons were getting what they needed. And then my husband was like, pause, you need to take a step back and just be over there nurturing because you can't teach them what I have been through. Like you can't teach, you can't show them what life is going to be like as a male, because literally you don't have to work another day in your life. And you know, every bill in your house going to get paid. That's not how it works for a man. Mm -hmm. So I think we as women sometimes need to take a step back and allow the men to be men in our lives, in, in our son's lives, because a lot of times we are like, you're being too hard on them because I'm guilty of that. I can only speak mm -hmm. from experience where I'm like, you being too hard on them. Don't talk to my kid like this. Don't do this and don't do that. But I don't know how a man's mind works enough to know if the tough love is what it's going to take for you to be able to say, okay, no. Cause my son, my husband says all the time to my oldest son, cause he's 15. He says all the time, you got three years, my guy. And then you out of here. Once you're mm -hmm. in the world, ain't nobody going to baby you. And yep. I'm not about to let you go out here into the world and be a fuck up under my name. And I'm, think that's a little too harsh and he's like no because if he goes in anybody's military if he works on anybody's job they not gonna care that his mama babied him for the past 18 years of his life they gonna want him to get on a job and they gonna want him to work and i'm mm. just like oh, okay well i'm gonna just sit over here in the corner i don't like the way you're talking to him but i ain't gonna say it no more i'm gonna just sit over here in the corner and pretend like i don't hear it because <laughs> it's and it's, it's really well hard done, as, by a, the way. as a mom as a nurturer Well done. Yeah, because he was just saying, "Well done." <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was saying, "Well done." Way, way to go, sit in the corner. <laughs> yeah, because some, sometimes, yeah, but sometimes as women, we have to take a step back. I mean, and you know, and let a man, like, let a man be a man. Like, let them teach. Like, if if there's someone in the home, let them teach. You know, what I'm saying like, and then on top of that, you know, if we don't feel like, you know, maybe it could be a little let up. Maybe talk about that in private or whatever. You don't have to talk about right. it right in front. The dynamic right. of a father and a and a son is very, very. It 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 it, it it's already strained enough. So when you have that, you need to cherish it. You know what I mean? So right. if you, as a mother, feel like, you know, maybe he's talking, you know, maybe that'd be a private conversation that you and the father talk about. But as a, as a wife and as a, a, a woman, it, it was a great thing that you just, you know, you said, all right, you know, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to just let him have this moment with his child. So and it really came pass when, on your back. It came when my husband, like, really was like, you know, listen, I know I need to do more. I know I need to step up. I know... Um, I need to build a relationship because like you said, that relationship is strained between a father and a son already. And a lot of times you see households where the father is present, but he's literally just a body in the home because he's not mm -hmm. interacting with anyone in the house. Those are those men that come in, kick off their boots, eat dinner and go to bed. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't say, Hey, they don't say bye. They don't interact. My husband can't walk in the door without Nova. Like, uh, uh, listen, it's, it's high and go seat time. We finna play. <laughs> we like Nova's not letting him walk in this door unless she sleep without some some me time. You're gonna give me some me time. So when my son came out and was like, you know, I don't have a relationship with him or whatever, it took a minute, but my husband was like, you know what? Let me let me approach this differently. And it took that moment for me to step back and be like, okay, I'ma let you do what you need to do as his father. Because mm -hmm. I can't teach him this. I can't 
I might not like your avenues, but I'm not supposed to because I'm this nurturer. I'm not a dominant disciplinarian. That's not me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we as women need to understand whether you're a single mom or not, that's really not your anatomy. Yeah. Well, most definitely. Well, coming from a single mom and um, my children, um, they have their, you know, they have their father in their life. And um, we and him always talk about the dynamic of like, you know, I, like I'm still the nurturer and like if he needs to come and like talk to his kid like he's he's there you know what I'm saying he's like I'm always going to be there for my children you know regardless of our situation I'm gonna be there and I always let him I allow him to to be that because you know it's not that many that was you know hey I'm still gonna be here you know right so I allow him to do those things you know I allow him to you know um you know be in his children's lives like love his children you know and little girls need their fathers too you know what i mean absolutely like, you know what I'm saying we 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 need our we need the men we need men as well as you know the sons and so when i think about that because i didn't like i said i didn't really have my father father in my life i had a stepfather but um you know i learned i yearned for that you know what i'm saying and i would never like take that away from my children you know what i'm saying um to take that away from my children would be taking that away from myself. Right. As a as a young child that I already lost it and now I'm going to take it from my children. It's a lot of, you know, um, bitter people in the world, you know, that that won't allow, especially if, if uh, he's willing, you know, what I'm saying, to be there. You know, right. if you have a, if you have a mate or some or somebody that's willing, let them be there. You know what I mean? Right. And I need women to really start ladies from one woman to another. Please, please, please start understanding, start doing the work on yourself to understand that just because he was a horrible husband or a horrible boyfriend or Mm -hmm. a horrible significant other to you does not mean that he's going to be a horrible parent to his child. The relationships are not the same. Please stop trying to pass that dynamic off that if you're a horrible husband, you're going to be a horrible father because you have some men who are just not equipped to be husbands, but they are still in touch with their younger, their, their childlike self to be able to raise their children in a manner where they can understand their children and have the best relationships with their children. So stop tearing that away from them. These women that's out here like, oh, if you don't want to be with me, you can't see your kids and mm -mm." y'all please stop doing that. Because it's not just the government that's out here taking our men out of our homes and out of our children's lives. Sometimes we get in our own way. Yes, shout out to my baby's my baby's father, Jamal, because you you are definition of a of a true of a true G. Erica, um, in Chester, Pennsylvania, at the Boys and Girls Club. I mean, there was little boys bringing guns to the Chester Boys and Girls Club at eleven and twelve, saying that they needed to protect themselves and. Most of the time, you'll mm-hmm. see that where the single mothers are, are in the roughest neighborhoods. And because mm-hmm. the government is subsidizing their housing, that's typically where you find them in the inner cities, the urban, mm-hmm. the urban areas. And when it comes to raising these young boys, when, when they start to hit puberty and testosterone, when their t- mm-hmm. uh, testosterone elevates and they start becoming sexually attracted to women and testosterone is also responsible for antisocial behavior, deviant behaviors, risk, risk taking, 
all of these things are correlated with heightened levels of testosterone. So when they start having these heightened levels of testosterone, they become beyond your control, especially mm-hmm. when they realize that they're larger than you and they become physically stronger than you. That man is there to maintain that order. That mm-hmm. man is there to let them know that you still have somebody over you and I will put you down if I need to. Don't get out of control. And that's and that is the that is the ultimate effect because what it does is it teaches a boy who's experienced all these emotions, how to regulate them, how to control them, because if he doesn't, the outcomes, the consequences can be severe. You think about how men end up in jail and in and dead. Most of the time it's over disagreements. And it's because mm-hmm. they haven't learned to regulate their emotions. You have guys out here getting shot over parking spots. You have guys out here getting shot because somebody stepped on their shoes and they respond with this hostility and aggression to the point where they feel the need to take someone's life. And that's a problem. And and I hate to say it, but the reality is any any case, most cases, more than not, if you look at the, the perpetrator, the individual committing the crime, they come from a single mother household. And often the victim is someone from a single mother household as well. So that Mm -hmm. man is there to keep a cat on their emotions and teach them how to regulate them so that life doesn't have to show them that, look, you're a man out of control. So you're going to end up behind bars or you're going to end up six feet under. Yeah. And most of them, the the most I would say most um, would end up in gangs because they're looking for that love from a man. And Mm -hmm. so they go to gangs for that type of love, like that, that, that brotherhood. Which, which mm-hmm. they they translate brotherhood into like a man like like just a manhood, and yep. so yeah they they most of the time they end up in gangs. Yep. If they don't end up in prison, <laughs> or well, they, well the, a lot the of times they get in gangs and end up in prison. Up in prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Correct. Um, it's it's just a it's a domino effect, and if you're not women, if you are not already seeking help, looking for help trying to find your children's help um it is y'all can take my advice or you can't i'm not here to 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 push your hand one way or the other but i found that therapy was my oldest help he went to therapy for one thing because it was right after my mom passed and i found a whole lot of other underlying issues um that he was actually struggling with and having trouble with and that's where we actually discovered that he was um having issues and wanted a relationship with his dad just didn't know how to reach out for that relationship for his dad with his dad because of the fact that he had developed because with my husband being in the military a lot of his younger years his dad wasn't there he was deployed so literally me and my husband didn't live together in the same house consistently until 2016 and we were married in 2010 so from 2010 to 2016 my husband was constantly every nine months deploying and so it was just me so he had a he has an amazing relationship with his mom but I was not a huge disciplinarian. My mm-hmm. kids aren't horrible. They're not these bad kids that just do crazy things. Like they're not out here trying to smash bras, breaking in your cars. That's not my kids. However, they still needed a level of discipline that I was not providing to them. So when it came time for him to actually want to have a relationship with his dad, it took a lot of breaking habits that he had formed from the lack of discipline um, in order for them to actually have a gainful relationship and they began to bond over one thing that they both tended to like, which was basketball. So with that, it allowed, it opened the door for them to actually 
um, get to know one another and have conversations and learn. And my husband is to actually teach him something outside of what's in the house. Um, but I feel like we need more mentoring programs for our younger black community because these boys don't have nobody mm-hmm. and they are going to look up to the old head in the community that might be, you know, he might've been a, a dope boy. Now he in a wheelchair or mm-hmm. he might've did this, did a big, came home. And now he like the OG that everybody look up to. And when that old head tell him, don't do this, you know, I did this or whatever. Sometimes they listen. Sometimes they don't. Nine times out of 10, them boys ain't listening. To what you know? You an old head. What you know? Mm-hmm. So we need more black men that's actually willing to step up in our communities and be like, listen, I don't have no kids. Even if you do have kids, I see a need. So I'm going to feel it. Mm. Don't be afraid to to step into that role for people. We need more black coaches. We need more um, black men that's in these YMCA's and after school programs. Even if you launch a nonprofit organization, I know a, a guy from my neighborhood, um, launched a nonprofit organization and it has to do with basketball. And when I was coming up, he was a big old dope boy. So now he took that money. He took those smarts that he got from school and he launched a nonprofit. So now he has a basketball team somewhere for these boys to go. And he's also pushing them. He's not just driving them to play basketball. Their grades have to be something. Mm. You can't play for him unless your GPA is a certain something. So of that and until that until we can actually build a structure around that I feel like we're going to keep having these issues and these women are going to continue to be down on themselves as opposed to let me stand up on my own two feet my son so Q how do you feel about uh, the government taking the men out the home which Q you Q I am calling a dose the, okay. this, this is the most um un uh joking uh episode I ever did. <laughs> but um oh. no, I'm I, I just have like when I think about the 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 male and the female dynamic and what has what what um transpired to like get us to this point in our lives to the point where we're so disconnected, I always go back to um um, the how how I feel like the government took us all out of the home um, by giving us like um, you know house vouchers and and telling us that you know the man can't live there anymore or you know trying to give us incentives to keep him away and um, so I just want to know how you felt about it as a man. Um, well, typically when this is brought up, the first thing that runs through my head is I wonder what went on. In the, in the head of President Lyndon B. Johnson for him to think that that was a viable option and that that would result in improving the community. And I always take the same approach when it comes to politicians because to me, politics, especially politicians, are idiots. And mm-hmm. because, they're, because, they're just, because they're just trying to be popular. It's, it, it, the altruism the need to just be popular and try to win a vote by being politically correct and telling the group what they want to hear so that they'll vote for you. It doesn't sit right with me. And that's why I say knowledge is imperative when it comes to understanding what plan you're implementing and what are the likely outcomes. So how Mm -hmm. I feel about it is as, as someone who works with clients, we typically focus on the individual and accountability and 
it's one of those things where there's a lot of gray area because there's a lot of motivations that haven't been defined as the concrete motivational factor behind why he did what he did. But we see the aftermath. We see that he did put a plan in motion. And this is what we have now, 75% of the black community having single mother households. And now, I mean, only 25% of black women are married. It's just a whole bunch of chaos. So I really don't believe that that was the way I hate the fact that he implemented that plan. One, because I guess the goal was to try to right wrongs of the past. And I always say that it's extremely difficult to right wrongs of the past. You can't, you just have to move forward. But I'm wondering if anybody told him, you know, this is, I guess the statistics didn't exist back then to say, you know, these are the, these are the consequences of single mother households. So if you incentivize the man to come out the house and you destroy the, the black nuclear family, then you're ultimately going to destroy the black community. Mm-hmm. And if someone would have told him that, then I don't think he would have implemented the plan. That's just my personal opinion. I'm mm-hmm. not sure it's a matter of if, he did it for a selfish gain or if he really thought he was trying to improve the circumstances of black Americans. Mm-hmm. I don't like it because where we are is in this hole and we have black men and women pitted against each other and constantly arguing about who's right and who's wrong. And now black women and feminism have magna- exacerbated the problem to the point where women are strong and independent and they don't need no man and men still want to be married, but women want a certain type of man. And this man isn't the black man. It, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's chaos. It's, he, he created chaos. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I feel oh, like. Oh, go ahead, kid. I'm sorry. I feel like um, a lot of times when they when they took us out of when they took the men out of the homes and they threw us into um, public subsidized housing areas, which they call ghettos. Um, it it was a pivotal moment in history. Period. Simply because. Back in the 1920s and 1930s, when they actually came out with the Housing Act, it was for white women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they were able to get houses, like houses, houses. There weren't, you know, you wouldn't out here living in no ghettos. They didn't start throwing up these ghettos and all of that until the Civil Rights Movement came Mm -hmm. into play. And Black people had to have a say and were given rights. Then it was like, oh, well, since y'all got to be able to do it too it's going to be a bad thing for us. It's going to be something that, you know, put a, a nexus on this, basically. Like, it's a fucked up thing. Um, You got to be poor to get it. You got to be this and you got to be that. But when the white people had it, it was perfect. It was fine. Mm-hmm. And now that we have it, it's just, it's torn down and it's, it's tarnished all of a sudden. And then they was like, okay, so now that we've done that, let's take these men out of the homes too. And we're going to give this woman this housing voucher that says he can't live there. If we see shoes in your closet that belongs to a man, you got to leave. We're going to do random inspections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't door-to-door want you to have a man nowhere yep. near you. And then on top of that, we're going to continue to show you. We're going we're gonna to put out all this propaganda for you. We're going to show you black men being crack addicts. We're going to show you black men dealing drugs. We're going to show you black men in this negative light. And then we're going to let you take that and run with it. Because mm-hmm. we're going to call them monsters and you're going to believe us. We're going to show them kill each other. And then you're going to be like, yeah, they ain't no good. And mm-hmm. that's something that we still struggle with today. Mm-hmm. Because they, we hate, women hate the black man so much. But other races, 
will fetishize them like we don't know what they are. We mm-hmm. birthed them. We know how amazing a black man is. You don't have to tell us. We know. The problem is society has made it so black men are these demonized people. So now when a black woman wants to love a black man, it's like, ew, why? Mm-hmm. You got this one over here. Why? Like you see on TikTok. You don't see mm-hmm. it with the women doing it to the men. You see the men doing it to the women now. Yeah. And I'm just like, because you know? hurt people, you but it's like it's that saying, hurt people, hurt people. You know what I'm saying? We we've 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 put that well, women have put that notion out there to to the fact that they ain't nothing, they ain't this, they ain't they're not worth nothing. And so now it's like what else can you do to a person that's scorned? Hurt them back, tell them that they ain't nothing. So and it's it's crazy to me because I literally saw a TikTok saying when do you ever hear a white a white man tell a white a white woman she ain't nothing? Or when do you ever see um, a, a a Chinese guy coming on a TikTok or you know or any platform saying that they Chinese women ain't nothing? It's only our race that does that. I don't know. That man did sue that woman because she was ugly and they had I them ugly that... babies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cute. Well, but, but but what I'm just saying a little is comedic relief. You never you. you yeah, I know. But you never see the dynamic of any other cultures besides ours coming. Like it is, it saddens me though. You know what I'm saying? It really does. Like because I love my black men, regardless of what I go through with them, or you know what I'm saying, or you know my little singleism. You know, what I'm saying I still love my black men. <laughs> You know, I just want to put that out right. there. Um, but I still love them. You know what I'm saying? I still, I've birthed one. I have a brother that's one. I have a father that's one. Like, I love them still. Because I know that they have good in them. You know what I'm saying? Um, they just haven't came into whatever, you know, the tuition. Because we're not, we're, we're not standing together. You know what I'm saying? We're not holding each other's hand. Like, when I tell people all the time, my, my motto is, um i um i'm a, i'm your ally you know what i'm saying so don't bring don't bring um negativity don't don't peace my you know don't don't bring no negativity to me because i'm an ally um but i was gonna say uh I, I heard you say something about the the like like uh, introduction to drugs that was another reason why because um a lot of like a lot of uh, men in general um they had no way to cope with um being depressed because of all their lives when they were growing up they were told you know ain't suck it up ain't no tears so a lot of them ended up going into falling into drugs and um you know into into other uh, neighborhood into in other na- <laughs> into other um neighbors houses but most of them to falling into drugs you know what i'm saying and that was the way that they coped um how do you feel about that um suave q <laughs> Uh, I understand. I understand completely because um, as we when we defined earlier in the show, when I said what a man is, a man understands what he has to be and the expectations he has to live up to to mean something to society. And a, a family, a family is one of the biggest, if not the most important things that a man can have that gives him purpose, that gives him inspiration and motivation and when it comes to the fact that we were taken out of the house or incentivized um incentivized to be out of the house and many of us struggle with finding a purpose and many of us struggle starting a family because we're not 
selected, we're not confident enough. And and this is again one of the byproducts of of that act that resulted in us not being in the household. We it's 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 like being stuck between a rock and a hard place because you you don't have you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. You don't know who you are. You don't know how to get there. And a lot of these men get stressed out and they see no outlet. So they turn to drugs and it and it's that temporary high away from the reality, the brutal reality that who they're supposed to be, who they're supposed to become is not what's happening. It's not what's transpiring in their life. So it's it's like I said, it's a wicked cycle. It's a wicked cycle, and and there's nothing there's nothing as a man I can tell you there's nothing like being stuck in a situation to where you don't know if you should give up or if you should keep going. Mm. And without it, when when we aren't raising families, these men aren't in the houses. Um, we're dealing with women like black men who deal with women using their child children as pawns, them away from them. A lot of these men don't have any motivation to live, and then that's also how you end up with these heightened suicide rates mm-hmm. the suicide rate right now um uh, from from 2021 um basically it's 1.5 percent higher um with men than women at committing um suicide and i know a couple of men just last year that committed suicide with families um and because they it, they 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 thought that it was um better off their family was better off without them and collecting the, the life insurance than actually having them in the home. And that is a really sad thing. Yeah. And it could, and it could be, it could be a byproduct of COVID-19 men losing their jobs, losing their income and, and, or businesses being shut down and them not seeing a way that they can recover, taking a financial hit so great that, you know, they have to go, they feel they have to go to that extreme length in order to put their family back in a position to, be good absolutely i want to take this time in the show to um let all of the men that are out there struggling let y'all know that there is help for you all there are people who are willing to listen there are options for you um help is also available you can speak with someone today the suicide um the national suicide hotline prevention number is 1-800-273-8255 you can call you can chat you can visit the official website um, you can also go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Um, They're available for you 24 hours. Please don't feel like you're alone. Before you actually do something that is has a permanent solution, please reach out to somebody. Indeed. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, I like to just take the time out just to tell you, um, Suave Q for coming out um, and dropping us a lot of knowledge. Some things that I didn't even know. Um, and also just um, you know, helping me understand a little bit better because I feel like that's the reason why even you know we we started the podcast in the first place is because we wanted to be able to understand um from a male's perspective and uh, also give a male's a dialogue from a woman's perspective and we can just you know just show how we can all come together and just try to you know fix the problems that we have you know saying together so i just want to let you know thank you for just coming out no problem absolutely i got a final question for you q um how does your life differ now because you told us about all of the amazing men in your life shout out to them hats off guys we love y'all because y'all loved on him we love Um, you (laughs) 
how does your life differ now from your upbringing? Um, actually, my life, my life is relatively the same because I've kept a lot of what I was taught going. The only thing about me is that I've just become more independent. So I've kind of been, I've, I've kind of been the black sheep of my family. If we have one, I'm definitely the black sheep of this generation. I'm the one that my grandmother always says, um, you know, I'm the, I'm the know-it-all, the Mr. Smarty Pants. And I choose to deviate from the way that they did things. You know, I wanted to do my own thing, go my own route. Um, I'm hard-headed. I'm stubborn. But it's because I'm confident in my ability to basically be who I want to be with. You know, they try to get me to take certain routes and do certain things or be this certain person and say, you know, you should do this. You should become this. And I decided that, nah, I'm not going to do that. I've always been disagreeable. I mean, I'm in the 98th percentile of, of uh, disagreeableness. In, in personality so <laughs> so you know I, I've always been that way but my life has been my life has been relatively the same I never forget what where I come from or what I was taught and that's all in the foundation of of the empire that I'm building currently so because of them and because of the support and the love that they still give me like right now I can call my grandmother she pick up the phone we can talk for two hours you know same thing with my grandfather same thing with my my mother, same thing with my uncle. So and my life hasn't differed much. If anything, is, if anything has gotten better because now I have goals set in place to where the little things that I enjoyed when we were younger, such as like family vacations and everything like that, I'm going to be the one paying when we go to Hawaii. I'm going to be the one know, paying, right. we, you know, yes. so, so that's, that's, that's what, that's what it is. It hasn't differed. Much. If anything, it's just gotten better. That's all. Yes, providing. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, guys, before we close this thing out, I want to shout out. <laughs> Not caught in the rain. Oh, see, Tori always, Tori always, y'all, y'all know Tori. Look, I was serious this whole time. Y'all know it. It was, I had like an itch. It was just itching. And I was just like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to all of the fathers around the world that's listening, all of the men who are stepping into roles, whether you are biologically a father. Um, or a man that just stepped into the role to be a father to a um, young boy who is struggling, a young girl who is struggling. We definitely commend y'all. We appreciate y'all for everything that you are doing. Um, or just a father figure in general. Like, you know, shoot, uh, uh, even if you like the barber or um, mm -hmm. a brother, yep. um, it, uh, the uh, police officers in the community, I just, we just appreciate you. We appreciate you and we love you and thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for you know, just taking these children under y'all wings. From the black and unbasic crew, you know. Yes. <laughs> I am the co-host, your girl, Dose of Q, Dose underscore of underscore Q on all streams. You have me on TikTok, Instagram. I'm also on Twitter, but don't look me up on there. Uh, <laughs> also, check out my podcast, The Melanated Rainbow tree in all of my bios you'll be able to locate it and then i'm gonna be hanging with that girl over there with motherfucking tori e you know what I'm saying? i had to be real professional today so i couldn't motherfucking tori e, but i brought it at the end you know what i'm saying give you a little pizzazz a little razzle dazzle um but anyway y'all can hit me up on on my instagram at hanging with tori um tiktok tori.e.ariza also you can hit me up on insta uh, also, you can hit me up on Twitter at Tori Eariza, 
And um, our do our our second uh, queue. What can we find you at, friend? As I said in the beginning, you guys can follow me on IG at the Q Pill. You guys can follow me on Twitter Q Pill. My YouTube channel is Q Pill, and my TikTok is the Q Pill official. Oh, fun fact, y'all! He was uh, what was he? You, you what was your third? What was your thirst trap of the week? <laughs> on the <shade> room. <laughs> <laughs> on the shade room yeah they 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 posted me they posted me a, a little while ago i was one of the one of four one of four zaddy you know thirsty thursday oh, thursday oh he was a zaddy y'all so yeah i was um, a zaddy so, so ladies if you're looking for us are you, are you single yeah i'm single I, okay I'm not, if you're looking for a zaddy you want you <laughs> make sure you get them them handles okay you know, I don't know if handle gonna, Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's gonna be able to handle you, but you know, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> dropping the DMs. You know, very intellectual brother, and he's y'all having me on. <laughs> it's no problem, Q. Thank you so much for joining us. We gonna leave y'all with this: the only closure that you need is knowing that you deserve better. And we are out of this piece. Bye.